Have you ever uh, been in a position where you thought, I wish I knew what was going on here? Uh, you know, sometimes you drive by and just see a bunch of people and you're just wondering what's going on over there. Uh, maybe you're at work and you don't understand something that's going on. Uh, maybe you missed a meeting at work and you quickly realize that you probably needed some of the information that was given out at that meeting that you missed. Um, my uh, first factory job I had, I worked midnights. I was 18 years old and I started this midnight job. And uh, I only worked there for about nine months to a year before I went to college. And uh, so I was kind of a newer guy. And one night I showed up and uh, normally I get to work really early. Um, if I'm not 15 minutes early, I feel late. So, uh, you know, typically I'd be like the first guy there a lot of times. Um, and so I pull in and all the cars are there and I'm like, uh oh, what's going on? And uh, so I walk into the building and all the machines are running and the guys are there kind of, you know, working. And I'm thinking, am I late? You know, what happened? I was so confused, you know, and obviously I was working midnight. So I kind of just woke up and I was like kind of confused and everything. And uh, so I like clock in quickly and and, uh, you know, do all the stuff you got to do before you get to, you know, your actual job. And uh, so I didn't really say anything right away because if I was late, I didn't want anybody to know, you know, uh, obviously it's on the time card. But still, uh, you know, I, I eventually overheard uh, the guys talking and that they came in early to work overtime. And I'm like, oh, that's what's going on here. Uh, and uh, they, they asked me, how, how come you didn't come in for overtime? And uh, I said, well, I, I didn't know about it. And apparently at the end of the uh, shift, this I think was uh, like a, the first night of the week or something, and the end of the last shift the week before, there was this little like meeting that happened that I had no clue about. And the supervisor just kind of met with the guys right like as they were clocking out and was telling them uh, that, hey, if you want to come in two hours early for overtime, you can come in or whatever. I was not there at that meeting. Uh, so I did not know that that's what was going on. So when I showed up, I... I was clueless. I didn't know what was going on because I missed the meeting. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, now, we're going to talk tonight about how we can't afford to miss a meeting with God uh, and how we need to be willing to work for God. Uh, but first, let's look at Gideon's priorities. We're going to be in Judges chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 22. Judges chapter 6, verse 22. We're going to look at Gideon's priorities. It says, and when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the Abyssalites. So we see here. Uh, the first thing I notice is that Gideon recognizes when God is present. Uh, we see that in verse 22. He recognizes God's there. And we looked at that a bit last week. Uh, but we need to realize when God is working in our lives and when God is moving and works in our lives. Uh, we need to recognize this. Uh, Psalms 123 verses 1 and 2, it says, Unto thee lift I up mine eyes. O thou that dwellest in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of the servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of the maiden unto the hand of their, her mistress, 
So our eyes wait upon the Lord, our God. We need to keep our eyes on God. We need to be looking up at God and focusing on God. Uh, We need to do this so that we don't miss anything. Gideon seen God working in front of him. Uh, Gideon, uh, or God then speaks to Gideon. Look at verse 23. It says, And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Uh, isn't it just amazing when God is speaking to you, speaking to all of us, uh, and when God makes his plan clear to us? Doesn't that just feel amazing? Uh, Gideon here, he receives God's message. But I want to point out that he didn't receive this until after Gideon recognized God. Uh, If Gideon would not have acknowledged God back in verse 22, then he would have missed God speaking to him in verse 23. Uh, How terrible would it be if Gideon would have missed God's message to him? And how terrible would it be if we were to miss God's message to us? Uh, That's why we need to keep our eyes up on God. Uh, There are so many benefits to us keeping our eyes on God. Uh, it'll allow us to stay on the right path. Uh, it, it'll uh, allow us uh, to avoid distractions. Now, even non-sinful distractions, we're talking, you know, things that aren't sin by themselves, but they distract you away from God. Uh, it'll allow us to avoid all of that. And keeping our eyes on God will keep us from sin. Uh, keeping our eyes on God, it'll allow us to be in a position to where God can speak to us. And we can actually hear God talking to us and showing us things in his word. Uh, how terrible would it be if God was trying to speak to us and we missed it? Uh, we need to hear God's message every time we open our Bible. Every time we come to church. Uh, every time we spend time in prayer with God, we need to hear from God every day. We can't miss it. We can't afford to miss it. Gideon recognizes when God is working in his life. Uh, Then God speaks to Gideon. And now we see that Gideon puts God in the rightful place. Look at verse 24. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Uh, That simply means the Lord is peace. Uh, So he calls it Jehovah Shalom unto this day. It is yet an Ophrah of the Abyssalites. Gideon was able to recognize God because he was focused in the right place. God then speaks to Gideon and Gideon immediately praises God. Uh, There's no better reaction when God works in our life. When God speaks to us, there's no better reaction than to praise him and worship him. Uh, Praising uh, God, uh, we we should all be praising God. God uh, has that God would even consider us. Uh, that God even thinks of us, uh, that we should be praising God that he desires a relationship with us. Uh, we should praise God that we can hear from him, uh, that we can be used for his purpose. Uh, we can praise God when he works in our life, uh, when he speaks to us, because God thinks that we're worthy to speak to. Uh, Gideon, he praises God. Gideon, he worships God. Uh, Gideon here, he desired to meet with God. Gideon wanted to know if if it was God he was talking to because he desired to meet with God. 
Uh, this world that we live in has many issues. Uh, our nation has many issues. And all of these issues are because people don't desire to meet with God anymore. Uh, it's, it's just too inconvenient for them to meet with God. Uh, there are too many other things people would rather be doing. The desire to meet with God is gone. People would rather stay home than meet with God. Uh, people would rather stay in bed on Sunday morning. Uh, people would rather go to work and get that overtime. Uh, you know, I'm talking about people who choose to work extra positions, extra jobs, extra hours, uh, and, and they miss out on meeting with God because of that. People would rather just play around on their phone than to meet with God. They'd rather go to uh, sporting events on any level, uh, whether it's professional, college, high school, even elementary games uh, in that age level has games on Sundays nowadays. Uh, some people, they actually do care a little and, and they try to make them feel better by maybe catching one of the live services. But uh, if, if we're going to be honest about it, uh, if you were to look at our live feed, you would see that the average view time on Facebook is only a three-minute segment. Uh, people are not putting God first. Uh, I, I've seen this problem. Uh, I'm not saying that you cannot meet with God through a live video. If, if that is your access to the service, uh, then you can meet with God. But what I'm saying is it is extremely difficult to meet with God that way. Because unless... Uh, you are going away from all distractions, uh, unless you're separating yourself completely for God, unless you've prayed over this time that you're going to spend watching this video, this service, this live stream, and you're praying and asking God to meet with you and to speak with you, and then you stay completely focused the entire time, and you don't switch off to see something else, even for just a couple minutes. So I'm saying it's possible but it's very, very difficult to meet with God that way. Uh, that's why it's best to come to God's house and meet with him here. Uh, the point is that people don't desire to meet with God like they used to. Now, I've been home sick and unable to leave the house, and, and I've uh, had to watch the service online, and I'm telling you, it is not the same. Uh, anyone who comes here and enjoys the service here and being with God here, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when, when I'm here, I feel connected to God and also all of you, God's people as well. Uh, when I'm at home, I feel like I'm at home. It's completely different. Uh, I feel dedicated to God when I'm here. Uh, I also feel like I'm pleasing God by putting him first by being here, uh, even if I have to take and put a little bit of effort into it to be here. I desire to meet with God. That is why I come to church. Uh, God is here. God is waiting for us each and every single service. I desire to meet with God just like Gideon desired to meet with God. If Gideon was alive today, he would be here. He would be in church meeting with God because he desired to hear what God had to tell him to do. Uh, Gideon would not take the chance of missing a meeting with God. Gideon desire to meet with God. He wanted to know what God wanted him to do. And, and, and so he went to, he would be in God's house and meeting with him. Uh, we need to be like Gideon and we need to desire to meet with God, to worship God, to praise God, to be in God's presence in church. Uh, we see Gideon here meeting with God, praising God and worshiping God. Next, we see that God's 
direction is given to Gideon. We see God's direction for Gideon. Look at verse 25. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. And build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. So we see here direction given to Gideon. Uh, God asked Gideon to go and serve him after Gideon meets with God. Uh, I think it's a blessing to serve God. I, I truly do. I truly feel blessed when I get to serve God. And I know that's uh, that way of thinking, thinking of work and service to God as a blessing seems very backwards if you compare it to the world's standards today. Uh, but the world is backwards, not us. Uh, Isaiah 520, it says, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And the unsaved world, uh, unbelievers, they will call evil good, and they will call good evil. Uh, they will desire darkness and not light. Uh, these people that do this, uh, desire this, they are wrong. Proverbs fourteen twelve says, There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Uh, some, some ideas of man is not right. And this backwards thinking is not right. The world is backwards today. Uh, the world has no desire to be righteous, and they are wrong. Uh, it's a blessing to work for the Lord. It's a blessing to serve the Lord. The world has it wrong. Uh, Gideon here, he is blessed to be asked by God to serve him, uh, just like we are blessed every time God asks us to serve him. Now, God only asked Gideon to serve him after Gideon met with God. Uh, I believe the order of the Bible is very important. I believe the words are in the correct order as we read them. Uh, I, I believe all of that is on purpose. Uh, I think it's very specific. I don't think that was random at all. Uh, I believe that God asking Gideon, it happens after Gideon meets with God because Gideon had to meet with God first uh, to be able to serve him. Gideon wasn't uh, out uh, sleeping through church services, and then God says, hey, I need you to come serve me. If Gideon would have stayed home that day, then God would not have asked him to serve him. Uh, if Gideon would have been too distracted with whatever, work or family or whatever it was, too distracted to meet with God, then God would not have asked him to serve him. Uh, if Gideon would have been too distracted uh, with uh, you know, the enjoyments of the world, whatever that would be, uh, then God would not have asked him to serve him. If we stay home uh, from meeting with God in God's house, then God cannot ask us to serve him. If we are too busy with other things, then God cannot ask us to serve him. If, if we're too busy playing on our phone when God is trying to meet with us, then he cannot ask us to serve him. Uh, we have to be careful not to mess this up. We need to desire to meet with God and actually show up and pay attention to God so he can ask us to serve him. 
Let's turn uh, with me to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, we'll start in verse 16. We're going to read over a parable here of some people that missed out. They missed out. They were too busy doing other things, and they missed out. Luke chapter 14, and we'll start in verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the, that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said to the Lord, It is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. These people missed out here. Uh, don't miss it. If God wants you to do something for him, if God wants you to serve him somehow, then don't come up with excuses like these men did because they lost out on a great opportunity. And there were others who were more willing than them that got to participate in this. Uh, God may specifically want me or specifically want you to do something for him. Uh, but if we don't show up, if we get too busy, we get distracted with the things of the world, then God will move on to someone who is more willing to serve him. Don't miss out on an amazing opportunity, amazing blessing to serve God. Uh, Gideon was also blessed with direction from God after meeting him. He, he was asked to serve and he was given some direction as well to go with it. Uh, now, I just wrote a, a short lesson this week. And it was focused on how most of us desire to do God's will. I truly believe that. I believe everyone in this room desires to do God's will. Uh, I think also sometimes we don't know exactly what it is that God wants us to do. We don't always know exactly what God's will is for our life. I think every born-again believer at some point, and probably many, many times in their life, if they're anything like me, they have prayed and asked God, Pretty much the same question, what is your will for me? Uh, maybe it's in a general uh, direction uh, for your life. Maybe it's in a big life-changing decision. Or maybe it's in a smaller decision, but you're seeking God's will. Uh, we all search God's will at times in our life, uh, hopefully uh, for our daily life as well. But God cannot show you his will and his direction for you unless you meet with him first. Uh, Gideon did not receive direction from God until after he met with God. Uh, think of when God called Paul to serve him. Paul had to stop what he was doing and go and meet with God. And it wasn't until after that meeting on the Damascus Road there that God gave Paul the direction uh, for his life and what God wanted him to do. 
Uh, we must desire to meet with God. We must show up to meet with God. And we must not be distracted when God is trying to meet with us. God wants to meet with us. Uh, God wants to tell us his will. God wants to ask us to serve him. Let's not mess that up. Uh, and the last thing we're going to look at today is Gideon serves God. Gideon serves God. Go ahead and turn back to Judges chapter 6. And we're going to start reading in verse 26. Judges 6, 26. Build an altar, build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did so, uh, did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. And when the men of the city rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down and the grove was cut down that was by it. And the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, bring out thy son that he may die because he hath cast down the altar of Baal and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, will ye plead for Baal? Will you save him? He will, he that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it is yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore, on that day, he called him Drubal, uh, saying, let Baal plead against him because he hath thrown down his altar. We see here first uh, in that passage we just read that Gideon works. Gideon doesn't just work, but he works through the night serving God. Uh, Gideon here, he's working midnight shift. Uh, anyone who's ever done time on midnight shift, and I say it like that on purpose, it's almost like serving time in jail. Midnight shift is tough. Uh, anybody who has done time on midnight shift knows that it is hard no matter what the work is you are doing. Uh, it's just not natural to stay up and work all night. Uh, I did it for 10 years. And uh, it, it never got easier. Uh, it actually got harder every year I got older. It got a little bit harder. Uh, working all night is tough. Uh, you can do all kinds of things to try to make it easier. You can sleep uh, right after work. You can sleep right before work. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's still hard to work midnights. Uh, you could sleep six hours, eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours. I did it all. And it was still hard to work midnights. Uh, Gideon had to work uh, and he knew the work that he had to do uh, had to be done at a specific time. Gideon knew the best time to do it was through the night so that he could get the work done. And, and that's just what he does. He works through the entire night. Gideon and his servants work all night long because they wanted to be obedient to God in their service to him. Gideon doesn't just work through the night, but he does hard work. It's not easy work. He does hard work. Uh, Gideon was doing tough construction work here. Uh, he had to demo an altar built for the false god Baal. And after that, he then had to build an altar to God. Then he had to offer the bullock on it. Uh, and he also had to cut down the grove that was next to it. Uh, none of that is easy work. 
Uh, it wasn't just office work. Uh, he wasn't doing a desk job. Uh, not, not saying that desk jobs are easy. It's just they're not f- as physical as what I'm getting at here. Uh, so I did a desk job for a while so I can pick on myself too. Uh, he, he wasn't on light duty is, is what I'm saying. Uh, he was up all night working hard to do the service that God has asked him to do. Now, are we willing to work hard for God? Uh, I think sometimes uh, we sign up for things, and when it starts getting hard, we start rethinking it. We start to maybe look for a, a way out, an exit somewhere. Uh, that is not pleasing to God. God wants us to finish the work that he has called us to do, even if it is hard. Uh, sometimes I think we, we don't even sign up for the work because we're sitting there looking at it and we're thinking, this is going to be very hard. And we know that all that's required to do it and we just don't want to sacrifice quite enough to get all this hard work done. Uh, but just think of all that God has done for us. Are we not willing to work hard for God? Are we not willing to sacrifice just a little bit uh, for the service of the Lord? Gideon was willing to work hard. Are we willing to work hard for God? Now, notice that someone tried to hinder the work here. Someone tried to get in the way. Uh, look at verse 27. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household. And the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. Now go down to verse 29. And they said one to another, that's the, the people that are, want to worship Baal here. They're coming and trying to figure out what happened last night. Uh, they say, who hath done this thing? And they inquired and asked. They said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. So notice that it was someone from within. Uh, someone from within that tried to hinder the work of the Lord. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly who it is. It doesn't specifically say it was from his father's house uh, or, or maybe the neighbor next door. It doesn't say exactly who it is uh, that is telling on Gideon or telling what Gideon did. Uh, but we do know that Gideon was trying to hide it from the people in his father's house and also the men of the city that were nearby there that could see the work being done. One of these men, either from his father's house or the men of the city that were nearby, must have seen Gideon working through the night. And then they tell on him in the morning. They came up with a plan here or, you know, they were asked about it and they said, oh, yeah, it was was this guy over here. Uh, These men come by asking and they were upset that the work of the Lord was done. And they were also upset that their wickedness was cast down. Uh, isn't it just interesting that someone close was the one that tried to hinder the work of the Lord and the worship of the Lord from being done? Now, just like uh, the work Gideon was doing was challenged here, our work and our service to the Lord will be challenged as well. Uh, Satan hates when God's work is getting done. Uh, Satan is going to do anything he can to try to stop us or at least try to slow down the work of the Lord. Uh, We have to stay focused on God. Uh, We have to be dedicated to his work so that we don't let Satan slow us down. And and God forbid that we let Satan talk us into quitting the work of the Lord. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, famous verse, it tells us that Satan is walking around and seeking 
Satan is active. Satan is busy. Satan is trying to stop the work of the Lord. He's not on break. He's not on vacation. He is walking around seeking right now, trying to stop the work of the Lord. I think of uh, Job. Satan goes on to God on multiple occasions, telling God that he could stop Job and get him uh, to leave God. Uh, in Job, it says that Satan, again, was walking around in the world looking for people to attack and to accuse. Satan is busy. Satan does not want the work of the Lord to be done. In Ephesians chapter 6, we see the armor of God. And, and we had a really good lesson yesterday at the uh, prayer breakfast about the armor of God. It kind of charged me up a little bit there. I liked it. It was good. Uh, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, we see the armor of God, and it starts off by telling us the very reason for putting it on. Uh, Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Satan absolutely will try to hinder our service to God. Uh, so, you know, Satan is actively trying to do that. But sometimes it may even be someone from within that is trying to stop the work of God. Philemon uh, 124, uh, it's, it's probably not a very well-known verse. It's a short verse that says, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Now, it's Paul writing there, and he's talking about uh, people who are serving with him and helping him uh, in his ministry. Uh, notice that Paul calls these men fellow laborers. Uh, they were helping the work of the Lord to get done. They were serving God. Then look in 2 Timothy 4.10. It says, for Demas, now that's one of the names that was mentioned in Philemon 124. Uh, it says, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world and is departed. Demas left the work of the Lord. Uh, this this uh, believer in Jesus Christ, Demas, he was a Christian. He has uh, was a servant of the Lord. He was doing ministry work, and he leaves the ministry. He was helping Paul, and he, now he's just gone. And it happens all the time, unfortunately. Uh, people are serving the Lord. Something happens, or, or in this case, they just, uh, in Demas's case, they just decide that they love the things of the world more. And so now the work that they were doing, the help they were giving Paul, is now stopped. Uh, they walked away from the ministries that they were doing. Uh, I guess they didn't desire to serve the Lord anymore. It's interesting how the ones uh, from within have the most power to hinder the work of the Lord. Uh, there's a phrase, a uh, common phrase, not sure where it came from. It says, uh, it's not the water out of the boat that will sink you. It is the water in the boat that will sink you. Uh, and we could really spend uh, all kinds of hours looking through God's word and studying why it is that Christians hinder the work of the Lord sometimes. Uh, I don't think we really need, need to do that. I don't think we need to go down that road. Uh, I think we all understand that the ones within the family of God are the ones that can do the most damage, uh, that can hinder the work of the Lord. So I say that to, to caution us all that we need to be careful not to hinder the work of the Lord. Now, I know we're all good people here. Uh, we're, we're uh, you know, I, I know most of you very well. I know we want to please God and we want to serve God. Uh, we're, we might all be born again Christians here. Uh, I don't know specifically. I can't know for you, but I know I am. 
we want to do what's right, uh, but sometimes uh, we can hinder the work of the Lord. We need to be careful not to get in the way of the work of the Lord. We need to make sure that we don't abandon the work of the Lord either. Uh, we need to keep our eyes on God and keep focused on God, and that will make it to where this would never happen. Uh, we cannot leave God and the work of God if our eyes are on God. Uh, we also need to stay hungry to meet with God. We need to stay hungry to meet with God. We cannot afford, I, I cannot afford to miss a meeting with God. He has something to say to me every single service here. Uh, I, I'm right, constantly writing stuff down that God is speaking to me in every single service. Every single day when reading my Bible, God speaks. Uh, every time we spend in prayer, God wants to meet with us. We can't afford to miss that meeting with God. Uh, we need to make sure that we put God first. Uh, we need to be willing to do the work for God. Now, it might be hard at some point. We might have to work all night doing this hard construction work for God like Gideon did. Uh, but isn't God worth it? Uh, it might not be glamorous, but isn't God worth it? It might take a little sacrifice on our part, but isn't God worth it? Uh, God is worth our time, worth our energy, and worth the hard work that it might take to serve Him. Uh, are we ready to hear the direction from God? Now, if you answer yes, I think most of us could answer yes to that, then we better make sure that we don't miss a meeting with God. So let's all work hard and continue the work of the Lord. Let's pray.